Welcome to Clue Done It, the podcast where we make wild guesses about fake TV crimes and discover real facts about the amazing people who brought the shows to life. I'm Jessica, IMDb Maven, and the person who reads everything in a theater program. And I'm Jacob, writer, producer, and senior lead detective, Logic Cop Investigations. Whoop, whoop. Each week, we watch a show and try to immediately guess who done it without any clues, context, or apparently accuracy. Then we spoil everything. We not only tell you who did it, but also who made it. All right, let's find out. Who was right. Who was wrong. And who is dead. So what are we doing this week? What have we got this week, Jessica? Today, we are watching Castle. Castle, woo! Woohoo! Okay, I have to tell you, you know this. I have to tell everyone. I went hard for Castle. I was Whoa. so... <laughs> Okay, okay, wow, that came out very wrong. No, I really liked, I got really into Castle for a long time. It also does not sound right after that way to start. I was a big fan of Castle for a very long time. I was such a fan, like, I read, so part of what this, part of what this show is, is the main character is a mystery writer, and he teams up with a cop to solve crimes. His name is Richard Castle, hence the name of the TV show. And his cop partner is Kate, I think, Kate yes. Beckett. Uh-huh. Kate Beckett. And she's a tough, no-nonsense cop. So the point is, is that Beckett becomes Castle's muse. And so Castle starts writing all of these novels based on the stories and the crimes that they're solving. Mm-hmm. What that means is that the show is then like, you know what? We could publish these novels. So they did. They published a series of novels written by Richard Castle featuring his double fictional character, Nikki Heat. So, yes, I like I read one or two of those. That's how big a fan I was of the show Castle. I was like, yep, give me the fan fiction in novel format. I will do this for yeah. you. Thank you. Yes. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, a lot of people enjoyed it. Yes. It, this was a huge sensation, extremely popular. Well, Nathan Fillion, man, he's just, he's well, just rakish and charming. And yes. just, oh my. Yeah, so. that for sure. It's funny, their logline is really just their pilot. I mean, but it explains it because you kind of are like, explain, why? Explain it to everyone now that I have completely mangled it. Let's let's hear what no, it no, really no. should be described no, as. No, it's, it's just the pilot. It just explains. Okay. If after a serial killer imitates the plots of his novels, successful mystery novelist Richard Rick Castle receives permission from the mayor of New York City to tag along with an NYPD homicide investigation team for research purposes. And, yeah, it's Kate (laughs) Beckett, and she becomes Nikki Heat in his novels. This show is Batman split apart. What? It's totally Batman split apart. So um, so Batman is Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne is, in public, he is this, like, louche, rakish playboy kind of guy just uh-huh. spending all of his family money just living it up as a billionaire playboy kind of person and then his alter ego is batman like dour <laughs> serious king of the night protector of the city with a traumatic backstory that his parents were killed and he must avenge them uh, yeah okay so oh, yeah you get yeah, that's kate so yes. rick castle is just this rakish roguish playboy i mean like he's at a book release party being totally bored and drinking a lot and being like yeah he's he sleeps around he's rich he's wealthy he does whatever he wants and gets away with it but then kate is this very serious focused driven her parents were killed in this amazing backstory yeah so 
It is. It's Batman. It's oh, the fusion. Oh, you're right. It's like, it's like nuclear fusion split everything apart. So now there's Kate and Castle casket. So in the Nikki Heat novels, Richard Castle writes about the shadowing of Detective Heat by a writer by the name of Jameson Rook. In chess, Castle and Rook are interchangeable names for the same piece. To begin with, Castle's name was a tribute to the name of the real best-selling novelist Stephen King, whose surname is also a chess piece. One of the conceits of the early season, they went away from this after like season two, I think. I'm not even sure it made it to season two. But one of the conceits was that he had a poker game. He had a weekly poker yes, game with right. the mayor, which is how the, he got permission yeah. from the mayor mm-hmm. to tag along with this. But it was also with a bunch of other famous writers. And they would have actual famous writers. Like I think James Patterson yeah. was a part of that group as well. So yes, but <laughs> like... Watching these famous writers act yeah, it was, was, it was a, as it, themselves. As, <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the writing. Stick to the it writing. It was a little lol yeah. It was a little lol It was good. But it, it was, was fun. fun. And it was neat. It was like, it oh, was little really cameos. Fun. Oh, yeah, that's that person. cameos. Show. Yeah, those are always fun. Yeah. And not only is she amused, but over all the seasons, they fall in love and their characters do. Right. Uh, the actors did not at <laughs> all. Lots of rumors about that, people. I don't so even many think rumors. it's rumors. Okay. Uh, they were made to go to couples therapy, but it did not do anything. Wow. And they were, were only together when they were on set and otherwise stayed in their trailers. That is fantastic. That seems like a great place to actually talk about. Let's, let's start talking about the characters and the actors behind them. So there's Rick... Richard Rick Castle, played by yeah. Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Do, do you want to tell us anything now, or do you well, want to tell us anything Well, I mean, later? the thing is, I did not... I was like, it's Nathan Fillion. What else is there to say? Like, <laughs> he's amazing. Or, you know, he's super famous for Firefly, and he just has a huge fan base. And then he... And he did a bunch of other movies, and he's voiced a bunch of animation. But he, this is his big role. Like, this, yeah, this he, was the thing that really broke him wide. famous. And he worked a lot with Joss Whedon on a lot of different projects. Stana Kaddick is Canadian. She was born in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Her parents are Serbian immigrants from Croatia. She calls them Dalmatian because that's the part of the the land where they're from. The region. region. Um, She's a handful of Montenegrin family members as well. But she, and she graduated from economics and pre-law at the University of Toronto's Trinity College. And then went to theater school at DePaul, where she got her MFA. Or she studied towards her MFA, at least. And then moved to LA and studied acting at the Beverly Hills Playhouse, which is a big acting school. She speaks five languages. Oh my goodness. Apparently. And she, she is actually in the Batman video game. I did not know that. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you it's Batman. <laughs> I am the castle. Um, so it's a comedy, crime, drama, mystery, romance. Their love affair is really big. Pilot premiered March 9th, 2009. There were 173 episodes. It was filmed in LA at the Raleigh Studios on Melrose. We drive past that all the time. I love, you said something earlier that I absolutely love. I love that it's a crime comedy drama. Like, I wanted to know, like, what other things could they possibly get in there? Like, it's a crime comedy drama. Mystery. Mystery. Romance. Yes. 
Yes, crime, comedy, <laughs> drama, mystery, romance. Like, did they have any animated episodes? Could we give them an animation tag on that as well? Yeah, like, there was no, mu- there were no musical episodes. There were no musical episodes. What the, what the hell? Come on, you know, it's right there. You just come on, add a few more things for you right there. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the egot it's, of television. It really shows. is. It's got everything. It's That's got everything. why people like it. Yeah. So much. There are two other characters in the show that we should talk about, which are the other detectives that yes. work under Kate Beckett played by John Heritus and Seamus Deaver. And also Tom... I just, want, I just want to jump in for a second here. Seamus Deaver, right? Yeah. Like the most Irish sounding name you can come up with. <laughs> Guess what? He plays an Irish cop. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. The actress who plays his wife in the show yeah. is actually his wife. Oh, wow. Which is sort of a side note. Interesting. Also, interesting side note about John Heritus Or Heritus. I'm not sure Heritus. how to... Hertis, Maybe probably. we're very sorry we're mispronouncing your name. Yeah. We're we're going to get a lot of things wrong. Yes. That's a theme. He plays Javier Esposito, a detective. He is the ca- actress, the actor is a, a military veteran. I think he's an air air force. Thank you. And he is also on currently and has directed oh. This is Us. Has he? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, and he's received some nominations and awards, the Imogen Foundation Award, which awards positive portrayals of Latinos in the entertainment industry, as well as a couple of other awards, I think, too. Uh, so he's great, and I, I loved I loved their sidekick characters in the show. Yes. There was like this show was never this show was arch. It was never ironic. It was there was just a sense of fun and play. Like they. They knew who they were. They knew what they were playing with. And they, they lean into it. And it was just, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. I agree. In the early seasons, there's one captain. And in the later seasons, there's another captain played by Penny Johnson Gerald, who is fantastic. She is a lot of fun. She, she gets into the whole, it's the same cop role. It's the same police chief role as always, which is just like, Beckett, Castle, what are you doing? Buy the book. We can't have this. But she does it great. It's yeah. Yeah, I could watch her for hours. I saw her in one of the fundraisers at our company. She was in Merchant of Venice. It was a one-night-only kind of thing. She was so good. I would love to see her in Winter's Tale. I'm sure she's probably already played it. She actually has a theater, a Christian theater company with her husband that they both run called Outreach Christian Theater. And she is a grad of Juilliard and actually went to law school before joining the cast of Castle. Wow. So she has a law degree. But I want to talk about two fun things. Okay, two fun things before we, before watch we get into Yes. Okay, every episode, Detective Kevin Ryan, played by Seamus Deaver, sure. can be seen carrying a copy of one of Castle's books at least once. <laughs> so we have to keep an eye out okay. for this. Okay, I didn't realize that. That's awesome. Maybe try to see which one it is and then also often detective beckett can be seen drinking from a coffee mug that reads innocent bystander <laughs> so i want to keep an eye out for those things and then we can drink or, or not <laughs> or not there are a couple things couple things i love about the show one this was the show that really solidified the idea that new york city detectives could really run after a perp in like platform high heels oh my gosh yes she is running around in platform high heels like you wouldn't believe people yeah. like i'm sorry like we're just i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna allow logic cop to talk about that because it's just so blindingly obvious oh. <laughs> <laughs> both her and i can't remember the actress's name who is on chuck the blonde oh the one yes uh, yvonne era. somebody because she also she's yeah. in handmaid's tale now oh yeah yeah 
she they would also put her in yeah. chunky platform it's hollywood what are you gonna do you and gotta like she's kick-ass and like black leather and bulletproof kevlar and and high heels and high heels i also want to point out so a great big theme of the show is that we know nothing and that we like we just take wild guesses and stabs in the dark yes. so i want to explain that like even though i was a really huge fan of castle in the early seasons round about season four or five i started trailing off so we're gonna watch i think we're gonna what episode are we watching season six, six? episode 18 right point being that we haven't seen this episode we're not cheating is what i'm saying we're not cheating in this totally <laughs> arbitrary game that we made up <laughs> i don't know you might be we might get into it and you'll be like oh i remember this one. Oh. Not going to say. Not going to say that. <laughs> no, but we don't. I, like, there was a whole bunch of stuff that happened in the later years. They get married. They, like, they yeah. they get married. He disappears. Yeah. It got a little Baroque, as things tend to do in the yeah. later seasons. And I, I, I don't know any of it. So, point being, we're still going into this blind. There's still going to be a lot of guessing. We're not cheating. All right. So, having given our disclaimer that we still know nothing, what is this episode? Yes. So, this is Season 6, Episode 18. It's called The Way of the Ninja. It aired March 17th, 2014 on St. Patrick's Day. It has nothing to do with St. Patrick's Day. That would be a really great... (laughs) I want to see that Irish ninja. Yeah. Yeah. This is the logline. Investigating the killing of a Japanese ballerina, Castle and Beckett find a shrine with the murder weapon in an old factory. Then, when the two are separated, Castle is ambushed by a hooded attacker, bearing all the hallmarks of a ninja. Watch Okay, there we go. So, there's a hooded attacker, maybe a ninja, maybe not. All right, let's get to watching. All right, we are back. We are back. We have watched the cold open. We have seen a murder. We have a body. We have suspects. We have a ninja. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a ninja. And like I said, they lean into it. They lean into it hard. Like the ninja appears in a cloud of smoke, steals a key piece of evidence, and disappears in a cloud of smoke. Like they know what they're doing. They're having a ball. It's a lot of fun. But how did we get there? How did we get to the ninja stealing the stuff? Okay, here's how it goes. Are you ready? Here we go. I was going to say time me, but don't time me. It's okay. So open up quickly on a lady walking through a warehouse at night. Uh, She's dressed up very glamorously, but she's in the middle of nowhere. A crow flies across the screen. It's this great little jump scare moment. She follows the crow. Then she turns around and then she's killed by a dagger flying out through the air and just pierces her heart and she's dead instantly. I checked my watch. It was literally 26 seconds into the episode. We had a dead body. Chef's kiss, Castle Riders. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, then you cut to the next morning. Castle and Beckett are home. Oh, wait. Yes. You have to say that the person or a person then goes up to the body that she's dead on the ground right. and pulls the yes, dagger, pulls the dagger, out, dagger of her. out of her. Yes, you are correct. So the dagger is pulled out of her. It kills her instantly and then it's pulled out of her. And then we cut to Castle and Beckett in the next morning. They are being like just personal I guess with each other it's just their morning routine they're bantering they're talking about their day familiar that's where they're being familiar with each other Beckett has a meeting with she has she's meeting an old friend college friend I forget what who is this how does she know this Uh, lady I can't remember in any event it's the B story clearly Beckett is meeting an old friend 
who she's extremely jealous of and very uncomfortable around and asking Castle to save her if she doesn't hear back because this friend is incre- they're incredibly competitive and this friend is like now married to some like European nobility or no nobility nobility thank you very much i tell you people we don't know a whole lot on this podcast nor do we know how to speak so anyways so they do that they get a call there's the murder come on in they go to the murder scene bantering all the way when they're there they learn at the murder scene they learn that the victim's name was jade yamamata there's a sassy forensic person there who likes to give Castle yeah, some guy. grief. Perlmutter, he's a lot of fun. And they realize one of the detectives comes up with a clue. There is a drop key, which is apparently something that opens elevator doors. They found it at the scene, but that's really all they find there. They also find out that she has a boyfriend. They looked at her cell phone. She calls the ballet school and one other person turns out it's his boyfriend. Cut to the boyfriend. The dead person. The dead person. Yes, it is the dead, the dead person had a boyfriend. They go, they cut to the boyfriend's home. The boyfriend is there with his mother and father. They are uh, both patrons of the ballet, which is how the boyfriend met the girl, which, by the way, I'm already like red flags all over on this boyfriend. Oh, yeah, for sure. Red flags all over. Oh, show. Anyways, they talk to the boy and he's really broken up. He's like, I have to call her family. I don't even know her family. I have to call them. And she's like, nope, consulate will take care of it. Uh, he's got the big red eyes, but like they show him the drop keys. Like, do you recognize this? And he says, no. But I think he's lying, and Beckett definitely thinks he's lying. He had a whole little pause there, you know what I mean? He did the whole, like, TV show. No, no, I don't I don't know anything about it. It wasn't that bad, but you know what I mean. Like, he's clearly lying. Whether or not it means that he's the villain, I don't know. But he's clearly lying about that. Um, they're not sure if she was cheating. She was dressed up super nice to be going out to a, an abandoned warehouse in the middle of nowhere. So they think maybe she was cheating on the boyfriend and meeting up with somebody. They... Cut back to the police station. Esposito says immediately, no, she wasn't cheating on anybody. If she was, she certainly wasn't calling them. All of her calls were to the boyfriend or to the ballet school. And then what's that? The Seamus is, no, Seamus is the actor's name. What's the name of the, Kevin? Yeah. I think Kevin is his name. Anyways, Kevin comes in and says, hey, Ryan. Ryan comes in and says, hey. Well, that's his last name. Yeah. Okay. Kevin Ryan. So Kevin Ryan, I'm going to start that again. Cut back to the police station. Espo says, nope, she wasn't cheating. Her calls only went to the ballet school and to this guy. And then Kevin Ryan comes over and says, well, we found a clue on the drop key. It belonged to the Marigold Cookie Company, which was an abandoned building just three three blocks Two, or three stories. Yeah. Close. Blocks close. Away. Super close. Close to the place where the murder happened. So they're like, hey, we got to check this out. So they go there. And of course, Beckett has to kick down the door. Uh-huh. I don't I don't know why it was necessary, but she did. She kicked down the door. Uh, kicked down the door, come into this hooky spooky abandoned factory. Uh, Which is basically just a stage, a scene, a, what's some it sound stage. A sound stage with some large industrial cookie trays yeah, bakery, on bakery, wheels, cars, baking yeah. racks on wheels. It's very funny. I, do you suppose, <laughs> I, we should ask an art director, do you suppose they have spray on dust? They have to. They must, right? And like, web, there's lots of spider webs. Yeah, there's lots of spider webs, but like, do they do, do they, like, spider webs are easy. It's just that silly string kind of thing, but I, like, oh, do they but have, they, like, those dust? Those looked real. They really that did. There was some, it was some good set decoration. The Halloween, that's dumb. This is, this looked real. <laughs> that's dumb, everybody. Don't do well, it. Well, it's just supposed to look cartoonish. Okay. And, and this doesn't look cartoonish. No, not at all. No, yeah. The only cartoony thing in this is Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Clearly every like he's sure. he is clearly the whole like <laughs> I'm just gonna clown around and everyone's gonna kind of like keep it grounded around me. Yeah. 
which happens in about a moment. So anyway, say like, okay, great, this is suspicious. What's going on? Well, let's try the ele let's try the elevator drop key. They do. They find a room behind the elevator, and there's lots of curtains all over the room. And it's unclear if the room if the curtains are dirty or bloody. At first, they look really bloody, but it could just oh. be that they're dirty. And then they're weaving their way through the curtains. They find a little shrine, a little kind of very like nebulous Eastern religiony shrine. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. There is a knife there that looks like it's the murder weapon. In a red silk. In a red silk. silk something, scarf or something. Scarf fabric. And there's a big mat, like a long, like hallway, thin shaped mat in front of the shrine. Mm, okay. So it's not. Like a prayer mat. Yeah, but it's not like tiny, like the size of the shrine. It's, I don't know if it's significant, but it's like, it's like a long hallway mat. Okay. Set parallel to the shrine. Okay. So they get the shrine. They're, hey, here's a mirror weapon. They murder weapon. Maybe that's not significant. The maybe it's not. The, maybe the set got, decorator got, was just like, we, we got gotta, seven minutes. We got to make some space here. We got seven minutes. We got to we gotta look at everything we possibly can. Yeah. Okay. I, who know, yeah. And you know what? If, it, if it's not significant, so much the better for us making it something significant. Yeah. That's okay. what I say. All right. In any event, they hear a noise out in the distance. Beckett pulls her gun, like motions to Castle to be quiet. And starts and walking off into the Because you always fabric. split the party. Yeah, right. She walks off into the curtains. And that is when Smoke Bomb Ninja appears, grabs the knife from Castle, and then disappears again. And Castle's like, what just happened? Beckett comes back and he's like, a ninja took it. And he couldn't be happier. And dear listener, neither could I. This is amazing. <laughs> this is great. Here we go. Time for some grade A ninja guessing. Yes, yeah. I forgot to, I, I don't think I've seen this episode, but there was a lot of like I hope you haven't seen this episode. I Yeah, and I never remember things when I've seen them anyway. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh, she's hedging people. I, I don't think I have, <laughs> but I do remember this era. Not to say that like we aren't fascinated by ninjas now. Oh, yeah, but... I'm, I am sure there are at least three or four shows out there, yes. Yeah, but there's like Assassin's Creed and... And all the video games, like ninjas were, oh, turtle, mutant, ninja, turtles, <laughs> uh, teenage mutant ninjas. I go. was like trying to remember what the first T was. So teenage mutant ninja turtles. So there's a lot of like focus in this time period on ninjas and sure. the idea of, so. Ever, ever the, since the late 80s, yeah. So in this, in the log line where it says, then when they're, the two are separated, Castle is ambushed by a hooded attacker bearing all the hallmarks of a ninja. It's like bearing all the hallmarks, but not necessarily saying it's a ninja, but we're all super excited because... Yeah, because it's a ninja. And no one's going to believe him. No yeah. one's going to believe him that it's actually a ninja. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like saying he saw a unicorn or something. Exactly. Although if anyone would see a unicorn, it would be Castle. Except he's not a, he's not a virgin. I wonder. Yeah. And maybe maybe it's maybe uni true. maybe unicorns work differently in the castle verse. So what have we got? We have a broken up boyfriend. Uh-huh. We have Wait, he wasn't broken up, he was just sad. They broke That's up? No, no, no. Okay, I'm sorry, you're right. Oh. The, the, poor choice of words. We okay. have a boyfriend who is very sad and broken up in the sense that like he is very sad and hurt. Yes. By the fact that his girlfriend is dead. Which you know, good for you. You're a human. Great. So hopefully, hopefully he's not faking all that too. So we have a boyfriend. We have a boyfriend who's acting suspicious and lying about something. We have a kind of slimy father. I, I just got a slimy vibe off oh, of him. He yeah. was just looking around where, like, I'm, you know, I mean, 
not to get too deep into the history of ballet, but there's definitely a history of ballet going way back, especially like the ballet uh, demi monde, where it's yes. just like all the ballerinas had, and I'm doing air quotes here, people, patrons. Yeah. And you had to be really nice to those patrons if you wanted to keep going to ballet school. And even nicer if you wanted to maybe get more money and have them donate more money to the ballet to get you front and center and be a prima ballerina or at least out front and out of the chorus line. So mm. there is like mm. there is a very slimy underworld to all of this like ballet or there yeah. used to be. Let me just say this. I am sure that all ballet companies now are on the up and up completely ignoring the huge ballet scandal that happened a few years ago in New York where they were like taking naked pictures of ballerinas and swapping them around. We're not even going to talk about that. In any event, the father is a little slimy. The yeah. mother, I think, the mother was just, a, you know, a little heartfelt for her kid and a little clues. But the father definitely had some slimy vibes and the kid was a little suspicious. So those are those suspects. And of course, we also have the ninja. Yes. Well, we also have the clue that she was wearing this really fancy sequin beaded dress. Yeah, super under, like clubby. Yeah, clubby over this uh, and these really high stiletto red beautiful heels. Right. She was all done up like makeup and hair. Yeah. And she is a, a Japanese citizen who's come to yes. be at the conservatory to study. And Nobody supposedly knows about her family, and she didn't talk about them either. Yes. And there doesn't seem to be on her phone any information. Now, we'll probably learn more about Oh, she's got to have a second phone. She's got to have a second phone. And also, she doesn't, Mm -hmm. nobody seems, she she gets along with everybody, apparently. Like, there's no, Mm -hmm. like, we don't know if there's any conflicts between her and the other ballet students at the school. Yeah, we don't know that for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Well, I'm I'm sure sure, we'll find that out, yes. Yeah. So do we think we Uh, have everybody? Do we think the murderer is one of these people? I have to say yes, because we've met, we've met four people now. I have to say that, like, I think there will probably be some red herring characters. The mother, father, son, slash boyfriend, and ninja. Oh, right, right. Four characters. Oh, see, I'm thinking the ninja is the boyfriend. No, no. He was much too, much too, much too much of a Caden to be a ninja. You know what I mean? Like, much too much of that, like, very waspy New England. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think he can dance either, is what I'm saying. Like, he's just not, (laughs) he's not good with the, he's not good with the body. I don't think he's. Okay. Yeah. So. Probably plays water polo. Definitely plays water polo. Or, for that matter, with the way his family is, maybe actual polo. Like, polo polo. Right. (laughs) That's the kind of guy he is. He's not a ninja. He's not, okay. he's not driven. His parents are still alive. Why would, why would he like devote everything oh. to like becoming terrifying like a bat in the night? Yeah. That's not true. him. True. Okay. That's not him. True, true, true. All right. So I, now I really want to see Richard Castle really throwing down some like karate moves or something. I don't think that's going to happen, but I would, I would oh love to see gosh. that. Oh my gosh. That's going to happen. Nathan Fillion with a karate chop. Oh boy. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. Like the ballet school and ninja like you've just brought up two sort of like genre worlds oh my god i want that show i want that show like the ninja ballet the ninja ballet or the ballerina ninja or just like like in maybe like wandavision Uh like one of them is a ballerina one of them is a ninja neither of them really know or they maybe they know but they just accept it's like you're gonna go out do your ninja thing yep Break a leg. I mean, don't break a leg on stage tonight. Like, merd, 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 merd. Like, that's... (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyways, so yes, somebody please do that. Ballerinas and ninjas on screen together for the first time. Uh, I, I would watch that. Yeah. I would absolutely watch that. But, but yeah. we're not talking about that. We're talking about what happens here. Okay, so we have four people. Mother, father, son slash boyfriend, and ninja. Ah, this is... Because the thing about this is, is that I do think... Okay, okay. What if... What if the ninja is a ninja, but a ninja is not the ninja? So, like, what if there are two ninjas? What if we think there's only one ninja, but there are two ninjas? And this ninja who we just saw, who was taking the knife away, is there. So, like, you were like, okay, the boyfriend's a ninja. Maybe not, but maybe there's a second ninja. So somebody did kill her, but then there's another ninja who's out there trying to protect her. Or, what if the ninja is her brother? (gasps) She doesn't have family, so what if the ninja is her brother? Maybe it's a long-lost brother. The ninja is her long-lost brother. It's like the Tempest. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't actually have any family. That's why she doesn't call him. She doesn't have any family. So the ninja who took the knife... We're at the Tempest, Twelfth Night. Twelfth Sorry, night. go on. That's okay. This, if, if, if there's one thing we've learned, it's that we can absolutely get Shakespeare wrong on this show n- numerous <laughs> times. So, okay. So, there's a ninja. The ninja who stole the knife is actually her long-lost brother who is oh. trying to reunite the family okay. and get her to come back oh. and show that she is, like... But then he kills her. I, this is the thing. I don't think he kills her. I oh. think that he is... He, he is coming to be there in secret because there's some, like, secret about the family. So she doesn't know about it. So he is there. Or maybe she does know about them. But in any event, he is there in secret to try and get her back. And now he's there to avenge her death. So he oh. stole it because he wants to avenge her death. So there is another ninja or another somebody who threw the knife. Oh. So I that is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that... Maybe there's not two ninjas. Maybe there's just one ninja. But I think the ninja is there to avenge her. I think somebody else killed her. Somebody who's good at throwing a knife. Caden, I don't think would be good. His name is not Caden. His name, I'm being silly with the whole Caden thing. His name is Dean. Jesus, almost as good as Caden. Let's be honest. Anyways. It might as well be Logan. It might as well be Logan. (laughs) Gilmore Girls. Call back. Again. Again. Uh, So anyway, so Dean, what if Dean... Uh, do we think that Dean knows how to throw a knife? Who do we mm. think knows how to... Because clearly, uh, I mean, the knife was thrown, people. Yeah. We saw the and knife flying it was, through the air. Looked, I mean, they did make it look really professional. Yeah. Like, they, it, knew, they knew what they were doing. And the coroner knew that it was thrown at her, that it was hurled at right. her. Right. Was, there was this whole thing that it wasn't stabbed because that would be pushed. It was thrown expertly thrown because immediately blah 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 cut a ventricle cut her right in the heart yeah. and she died immediately right so okay do we think that the boyfriend the father or the mother threw the knife or somebody else completely like out there mm. Mm. oh mm. yeah oh yeah go for it. oh yeah go for you it. you you've got an idea okay this okay. is this is the peril of going first you know what i'm just gonna go with my gut my no no i'm not gonna go with my gut so ah. but no no, no i'm gonna go with my gut but the first instinct is that they want you to believe it's the boyfriend. I don't think it was the boyfriend. Um, I think that he's covering things up, but I don't think that he actually killed her. I'm, it's a toss-up between the father and the mother. I'm going to go mother. I'm going to go the mother who, like, didn't want her son marrying the ballerina. Or, for that matter, nope, nope, I think it's the mother, didn't want her son marrying a ballerina, and the ninja is actually the ballerina's brother or some other relative, but I'm going to say brother, 
brother there to get her to come home and now is going to try and avenge her and they're going to have to stop the ninja who actually killed her at the end of the episode. There you go. That's my guess. Wow. I do. I like that. I was going to say the mom too. And, but I think the mom is a circus performer. I think she throws knives. Okay, so there really is, like, there's a joke in here where he talks about the great Throdini, who's a circus yeah. performer. So you do, you think she's really a circus That's performer. That's why they support the ballet, is because she always wanted to be in the ballet. Oh. And uh, she was in the circus, and her husband. This is all crazy, though. There are a lot of other actors in this. I know, because I did that IMDb research. I don't know. Sure, I mean, sure, I know sure. their there's, character yeah. names, but I don't know what they what those characters are in this show. But there are a ton of other people in this episode. But, yeah, maybe I think... But, I, I yeah, I'm going to go for the mom, too. I going think she is a knife thrower from the circus. I don't know what the significance of all these other characters is going to be. Okay. But we've met her, and she has seemed... You know, she's there in the the cold open. She seems really just like bland yeah, mother they're, character. They're definitely like taking oh they're definitely trying to not have you focus on her. Like she's definitely just yeah. kinda like I don't even think she gets a line. No, she no, does get she a line. Does. She does get a line. Yeah. But the father is like pacing around and pacing around and drawing focus and the son is clearly lying, but the mother's just there. So yeah. yeah. And I don't think that she's like racist or not wanting whatever the word is for not wanting people to marry each other i think she has some other reason so now i have to make that up i think she traveled with the circus sure and came into and they went to japan the circus did when she worked for ringling and in japan she got mixed up with another boy another family oh (gasps) oh i think i see where you're going with this oh no you 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 say it then i thought you were going to say that she got mixed up with another family in japan and this is one of the reasons that she did the the japanese ballet dancer didn't have a family because the mother gave her up for adoption and then came back to the states and so the mother doesn't want them to be married because they would be half brother and and sister. sister yes that's what i think Okay, that's a real Mori Povich episode right there. It is. It is, but this is Castle they lean into Yeah, that. and the episode is called Way of the Ninja, and I could look up stuff about ninjas and what the way is. This is the way. Uh, shout out to Mandalorian. I don't really know what that means, and I've got gotten caught up in episode names before where there's yeah, it doesn't zero really, significance, zero. so I really want to go in another direction All right, so we're, time. we're both picking the mother. This yes. could be, this. we could both win or we could both flame out horribly here. Yeah. Honestly, the odds are on us flaming out horribly. Yeah. But all right, well, let's, let's watch it and find out what happens. Woo! Okay. What just happened? <laughs> well, what just happened is is that once again, to the surprise of no one, we lost. Fully. Fully lost. But we we were so close. <laughs> we, we were in, were... The, in the vicinity. Hey, and... you know what? In this game, that counts as close. <laughs> it doesn't count for a win. This is not horseshoes. This is not hand grenades. It doesn't count for a win, mm. but it does count as close. Um, 
All right, so where did we leave our heroes? Well, it was we the cold the, open. It was a cold open. They discovered there was the, a... The oh, right, he was tremendously... Had just stolen the yes, knife. the ninja had just stolen the knife. Okay, so the ninja had from just... From him as from he was Castle. standing there. Right. Out and of his hand. Like, oh my God, this is amazing, a ninja. All right, so yes, a ninja just stole a knife. Of course nobody believes him. The Japanese consulate sends somebody over and the woman from the consulate says, there are no ninjas, but we will get in touch with her family. And oh, by the way, this sinister shrine that you're so suspicious of it's just very normal and a completely japanese thing to do to honor your ancestors there's nothing suspicious about this at all so great so that seems like a dead end and castle Mm -hmm. is a little bummed but they find out thanks to kevin ryan coming in with the exposition at just the right time that there was another dancer at the ballet that she did actually have bad blood with that they were fighting with all the time so now they're like aha it was this dancer that killed her. They bring the dancer in, and he's like, no, I didn't kill her. Yes, I didn't like her, but that's because she wasn't a very good dancer. And you're like, oh, what's this? This is your first clue that something funky is going on. Mm-hmm. At the end of that scene, this dancer is not the ninja. Who could it be? They come in with more that she has been making all these phone calls from a payphone. They, they, she was calling a tea import company. So Castle and the boys go to this tea house in quotes you go there hostesses get you drunk and flirt with you and you have a good time would be the best way to describe it but not before beckett says you have to call me at 10 you have to call me at 10 you have to call me at 10 and rescue me from my competitive crazy friend so castle and the boys go there they go inside they know that jade works there her dress that she's like she went out to go clubbing no she was wearing a dress which is the uniform of this place they get some sake they try to find out some things when they drop Jay's name, they're like very much just like, oh, we don't want to talk about her. Something weird is going on. We don't want to talk about her. But one of them is, one of them like leans in the castle and like takes him into a back room and starts giving him some information that she was always on the lookout for this one guy, Mr. Sato. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. And she went to a party with him last night and they got into a fight and she got kicked out. And at that point, all of the boys are kicked out from the hostess club, not before Castle gets a $6,000 bill for the sake. Yeah, they get kicked out because Esposito had not hidden his badge, badge very, well. very well, and one of the girls spotted it in his jacket. Right, so the security guards throw them all out, but Castle had forgotten to call Beckett. So Castle pulls out his phone to call Beckett. Shuriken ninja throwing star gets thrown right into his phone. It's a ninja fight! One ninja shows up and starts to attack them, attack and then them another and ninja Nick shows up. the guns out of their hands. Right. And then a second ninja shows up. Esposito and Kevin and Castle. And the ninjas fight, and then the ninjas just disappear. Not before one of them warns the Castle and the boys that they need to back off and stop meddling in things that they don't belong in. So now there are two ninjas floating around, but everybody has seen the ninjas, so Castle isn't quite so crazy anymore. So the next morning... Beckett is still pissed off at Castle because Castle didn't call her, and even more pissed off that he went to a hostess club. Um, but this is really rooted in her own insecurities, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because she, what happened? She went with her friend to dinner, and her fabulous friend with the fabulous life of Gallivanting all around the world. And, and... Yeah, gallivanting, uh, yoga instructors, and the whole business. It turns out that as soon as this woman got married, 
her life became boring and all she did was complain about her husband the entire time. And Beckett is worried that they are going to turn out to be boring. Yes. Castle reassures her that they will never be boring. Right. But to not be boring, they still have to find out who this Mr. Sato is. They run down some caterers to find out who did the party. They find out Mr. Sato. He denies everything. Everything, 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 everything. Dead end there. And then they go back to the station, and this is the next twist. The woman from the consulate who said that she would contact Jade's family wasn't real. She was an imposter. She was somebody who was just pretending to be from the consulate. Who was she? Nobody knows. So now there's another mystery going on. They go to visit Perlmutter, the coroner. And the coroner is like, you know what? I can't give you any more information about who she is. There's no way to identify her. But I can tell you that she has these scars, which means that she was treated by a military doctor in Okinawa. Great. They know that Mr. Sato, who they think is this villain called the Green Dragon, a Yakuza enforcer, worked in Okinawa. So now they're like, great. Mr. Sato is the Green Dragon. They find this family that was killed. All of them were stabbed. And then the house was blown up by a, by a Yakuza enforcer named the Green Dragon. who used Ten a, years ago. Ten years ago. who And they used a knife that looked just like the knife that killed Jade. And they put it all together like Jade would have been this age in this photo. We think this girl was Jade. It would also explain why she was taken to the military hospital. The reason why she would have been taken to a military hospital is because if she was taken to a local hospital, then the Yakuza would have found out that they hadn't actually wiped out her whole family and that she was still alive and they would go after her. So instead, whoever saved her, maybe like an uncle or something, took them to a military hospital in order to hide her, disguise her identity, and then put her in a an orphanage right. um, and gave her a new name and had no paperwork for her, birth certificates, whatever, probably because it blew up in the house. Right, and they were trying to like changed her identity anyways. Yeah. So Jade, we now know, was over here trying to prove that Mr. Sato was in fact the Green Dragon and get revenge. Batman. Batman style. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Batman. We're all, it's all coming back to Batman. Yeah. But before they can follow up on that, there is a report that someone has broken back into the cookie company. So they're like, oh, this is him. This is Mr. Sato as the Green Dragon going back into the cookie company. Let's go bust him. They go to the warehouse. They find this person behind a behind a screen you can't see who it is they say come out with your hands behind your head they she comes out and guess what it's not mr sato it's the woman from the consulate mind blown of course turns out she's not just from the consulate because she's not because she was pretending she's not just a ninja she's a cop and she's not just a cop she's jade's sister who came over from japan because jade had called her and said she was looking into mr sato and trying to find the evidence that mr sato was the green dragon How did she get this evidence? She recognized on the TV the voice of an American businessman who had come to visit them the day their family was murdered and their house blown up. Oh my God. Guess who that person was? It was her boyfriend's father. It was her boyfriend's father. So she came to America to track down the lead on her boyfriend's father. So what do they do now? They go to confront the boyfriend's father. And the father's like, Mr. Sato is a bad, bad bad man let me help you get him so now armed with this information and a warrant beckett and castle go to confront miss mr sato mr sato's like you've been played and i've been betrayed for you see the real green dragon is and then he's shot to death no he's not shot to death he's stabbed another knife is oh no he no is shot. it was a i thought it was a ninja star was it a ninja star somehow he um. dies time for another ninja fight 
Yes. This ninja comes in and tries to kill Castle Black. Actually, the ninja comes in. No, he is. He does get shot because the ninja comes in with a gun and says, "You know, the headlines tomorrow are going to read that you were killed tragically in a gunfight with the Green Dragon." And then he moves to shoot them, but before he can. That's when the second ninja attacks. Oh, and that's when the star, because the, the star hits the gun and keeps yeah, it from going the, off. The star hits the gun. There's a great big ninja fight. Two ninjas battle. They don't know who to, like, they're all dressed in black. Castle and Beckett don't know who to root for. In the end, Jay's sister is about to kill the first evil ninja, who turns out to be <laughs> not the mother, the boyfriend's father. father. We knew he was sleazy. We knew he was hiding something. We should have just gone with, with the, the father. father overthinking it's a theme here it's funny how you can overthink something and yet still be so wrong right anyway there's a very dramatic scene where beckett convinces jade's sister that she shouldn't kill this person it is not what jade would have wanted her to do and it won't just, avenge her family avenge which her is because from beckett's personal experience she can say this oh right of course because beckett because batman justice is served the villain is caught the good people are still good people and castle looks over at beckett and makes sure she understands and knows that like you thought we were going to be boring yeah there you go little filler at the end which we'll talk about uh, we'll we'll just get to the logic cop segment right here the, so not two hours is this villain dead and the case closed before Beckett is already handing evidence back over to Jade's sister being all like, hey, here's the knife that killed your sister. I thought you might want it. It's not evidence anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. TV emotional logic for the win. <laughs> Anyways, there you go. It was the boyfriend's father who turned out to be a secret American ninja. That's another loss for us. Another one in the loss column. I can't be too mad, though, because it's just such a fun show. And I, I, I know there are no moral victories in the final win and loss column. I get that. But frankly, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this as a bit of a moral victory. I think we kind of, we got a lot of things right. We got, we got the whole, like, sibling coming back and protecting the two mm. ninjas. Yes. There, there was one of the parents who was actually well, you one of the... Well, you say we, it's you. You got all that right. Okay. Fair enough. I still took the loss, though. So, mm. hey. Anyways, there you go. Now you know what it is. It's time to spoil the IMDb's. Jessica. Well, I was going to say before we do that, oh. two things also didn't happen. We never saw Kevin Ryan carrying around a copy of one of Castle's books. Oh, you're right. I didn't see that. Yeah, and I also never saw Detective Beckett drinking from a coffee mug that reads Innocent Bystander. There was the eating of cronuts. Yeah. There was the eating of cronuts, but I looked at that and it, I don't think it said innocent bystander, but you're right. There was definitely the eating of cronuts, yeah. which that was just a weird little moment. It was absolutely nothing for nowhere for it a little scene. It was just cops enjoying donuts. Cops enjoying donuts that were actually cronuts. That's hilarious. I and then actors together. pretending to eat things. Oh my God. Did you see like, like the little, the little, little crumb vice. that she like took from yeah. the, I'm just going to put this little crumb in my mouth. Because uh, nine takes later, you don't want to be stuffing. Still stuffing that huge donut in your mouth. You will hate cronuts. <laughs> you will hate cronuts. That. Yeah, and it's all your calories for the day. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Time to spoil everything else. Jessica, hit us with the IMDb. Okay, so the character who plays Mr. Sato. He yes. is that actor. Sorry, is Ron Ron. Yuan, I believe, Y-U-A-N. He's an extensive resume, including 
recently being in the live action Mulan. Oh, wow. So I want to go see him in that. He's really cool. The actress who played the dead character Jade (laughs) is an actual ABT dancer. Oh, good for her. Who changed to acting after a serious knee injury. Right. But she never got to dance in this show, but she played a dancer. She played a dancer, A dead dancer. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's one of those things where everyone's always just like in casting and anything else. You just have to find, you know, you just have to find your niche, your right little niche. Like... There you go. We, we need a Japanese New York ballet dancer. There. Boom. Done. Yeah, I mean, who knows if maybe they showed flashbacks and she actually had to dance. Well, there definitely... Well, there was definitely... This was a great little piece that I remember seeing. There was one... They, so there's the murder board, which is here are all of our suspects. Here's the whiteboard. Here's yeah. the names. And here's all the evidence we have on them. They There was one moment where they had a picture... Oh, that's of, true. ...of her dancing with the other suspect that was brought in. And it was yeah. very much just like a... La little moment like he's holding her and she's got her arms above her head and it's very nice but yes. i did look at that and be like oh those people actually do know how to like hold the pose good yes yes he the the suspect uh ballet dancer Lee. from school yeah played by mike mo he also has a cool resume he was in street fighter Shut and the front door. Recently, he played bruce lee in once upon a time in hollywood no way yeah he is from Minnesota, moved moved to LA and did the and still acts, but moved back to the Midwest to Madison, Wisconsin, where he has a martial arts school that is highly awarded. Arden Cho, who plays one of the hostesses. Right. She uh, has a 17 episode arc on Chicago Med. If you watch that show. Good for her. I mean, that's practically the whole season. Yeah. And Brittany Ishibashi plays Saya Ozu, the sister mm-hmm. of Jade, the the dead character. And she is on a show called Runaways about oh, superheroes yeah. who realize their parents are evil. Yes. She's also had a five-episode arc on Grace, Grace and Frankie. And she's also been on This Is Us and I think I Teenage see, Mutant Ninja Turtles. I want to see. I want to see the show where she shows up on Grace and Frankie as her superhero character from Runaways. Like I want to. <laughs> I want to see Grace and Frankie dealing with a mutant in their household. Right. Right. <laughs> the director of this episode, The Desperate Housewives, as well. There were three writers. Of course, Andrew Marlowe, the creator of the show, is credited. There was a writer named Adam Frost, who is a Canadian actor, writer, producer, who is also the currently a co-executive producer, writer on a Canadian show called Tribal, which is about a controversial chief of tribal police who is forced to partner with a big city cop to investigate federal corruption. So cool. Well, I don't know if we want to bring that to the yeah. U.S. That script was also written by Christine Room, R-O-U-M, who has credits for V, Law & Order, Home Before Dark, which sounds like a show we should definitely watch. And she won an award for Belinda in the Water, Andrew Marlowe. He was credited also on this episode, but that's because he's a creator. He wrote the film Air Force One. <laughs> Get off my plane. He wrote End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know that at all, but okay. He wrote Hollow Man. Oh! And he is now creator 
of the show called The Equalizer with, oh, Queen, with Queen Latifah. Latifah. Oh. With showrunner Terry Etta Miller, who also wrote and produced on Castle. And he also was a co-producer on her show, Terry Etta Miller. Miller, on her show called Disenchanted, which is a show that she won a screenwriting contest for in 2004. It's a fun series about storybook characters and therapy starring Alexis Bledel <laughs> from Gilmore Girls. And, well, actually, it stars Laura Keitlinger, but also Alexis right. Bledel. And Laura Keitlinger is a comedian and documentarian. And so all of this is before Equalizer. And I was like, how interesting. Terry Etta Miller also was a writer on Castle. Not this episode, but mm-hmm. many other episodes. And I was like, that's interesting that they've just kept working with each other. Right. Well, they're married. Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so they've been trading off, working on each other's shows. And they met when they were both winners of the Nickel Screenwriting Fellowship. Son of a gun. They met at the dinner, the Nickel Fellowship dinner. And Aww. now they are married and have created basically three and worked on together. At three least three. Sh- at least three shows. That is fantastic. Isn't that cute? What a lovely Army. story. I, I mean, I've yeah. got a lovely story in my brain. Maybe, I mean... Who oh, and then after Castle, they worked on a show together. I think he was the creator of it, and she was a writer, uh, called Takes Two, which it sounds to me, just as a side note, it sounds to me like they had a bunch of scripts laying around for Castle that they were like season nine, and <laughs> it didn't go because of all the mushigas that was going on between the, the actors and two people, like Stana's, uh, her... Her and another actress's contracts were not renewed. And the other actor... Yeah, and people were like, what? No, you can't do the show without them. That's weird. Anyway, so they created this show called Takes Two. It's a story of a PI who reluctantly takes on the star of a hit cop show. (laughs) It just sounds like Recycled (laughs) Castle in a way. Yes. So that is four shows that they worked on together as a married couple. And they're still married. Yeah, and they're still married. (laughs) Doing very well. Very cute. If you have any, like, we don't really have any information, which is one of the reasons we haven't really gone into it. We don't really have any information other than, like, tabloid stuff out there about, like, the relationship between Stana and Nathan. If you know, let (laughs) us know, because we'd love to hear the tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just spill it all. <laughs> <laughs> there weren't a whole lot of logic cop moments in the show. I mean, unless, of course, you count the fact that the whole show is one great big logic cop <laughs> moment. Um, there wasn't really anything particularly egregious. But what's really great about IMDb is that they have a little goofs section. And I love the, this this little persnickety bit in the goofs section about logic cop is just pitch perfect about someone who really is invested in these characters and really like it says more about the logic cop writing this down than it does about the show this is what i love during the storyline arc of their separation in season eight castle fears he has lost beckett's love and spends a great deal of time and effort trying to win her back his fear is a little over exaggerated because on numerous occasions more than simply telling him he loves, she loves him, Beckett has demonstrated how much she truly loves him. 
Perhaps most notably, she's willing to risk not only exposing their relationship to Captain Gates, but losing her job in the process. So I just... I just love the indignation of that person on behalf of Detective Beckett. And like, knowing, like, damn it, Castle, no, can't you? She loves you. She really loves you. You need to know that. <laughs> those writers, ooh, those writers not letting you. Mm. Yeah, those writers don't seem to pay attention they, to they their don't own get it. story, They Bible. don't get it. These people love him. each other. Hello. <laughs> I think, I think. Whoever you are, Deputy Logic Cop, you are employee of the week. Good yes, job. <laughs> yes. So they get they get a picture on the wall. They get a picture on the wall and a gift card at Amazon. All right, what have we got up next? What's coming up next? Hey Siri, pick a number between one and forty-seven. A random number between one and forty-seven is fourteen. So number fourteen is Haven. Ooh, Haven, what's that? That is, what is that? It's a a coastal town in Maine has a dormant curse or troubles that could trigger at any time for any reason. And FBI agent Audrey Parker, the sheriff, and the town's black sheep must deal with the troubles, deadly effects. Ooh, troubles, deadly effects. Also, it looks like it was written by or based on a Stephen King story. Cool. There we go. So yeah, we'll be, we'll be keeping up with the whole author, the whole famous author segment theme of the show, apparently. All right. There you go. Once again, we have completely whiffed and guessed wrong with our wild ass guesses. <laughs> Here's hoping we get it better next time or at least have some fun watching it. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And now we want to hear from you. Tell us your guesses, your scores, your insider info, your favorite logic cop catches, and your suggestions for what shows we should watch next. Follow us and join the fun on Twitter and Facebook at Cluedunit. Or on Instagram at Cluedunit Podcast. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts to help get the word out. Because watching TV is always better with friends. We do a podcast and it's live. It's live, it's alive, 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 it's alive,